0: Avalon, call me Mr. Right. Who that man in a black sedan with two cheap hookers and a Mexican. Bumping white lines, sipping warm quartz light. Mickey Avalon, call me Mr. Right. Stab on the ave, a bag of green grass. Young teen on the sea, no future, no past. I don't know nothing about nothing, so don't ask nothing, because I'll only be talking out my ass. It smells fishy and I don't know what but I got a hunch it's just lady put up it's John
1: Boy and Jake radio it's what's today it's February 6th that was Mickey Avalon Mr. Right which I don't if you don't know who Mickey Avalon is go watch one music video and you'll get so skeeved out just so grossed out but I do like it's it. like he's Justin
2: Bieber but he was a little ahead of his time
1: <laughs> if Justin Bieber grew up as a, like a male prostitute um, Avalon was like a male prostitute and stuff. He's got songs about it. I actually think that his quality of music is my favorite of of, of this of this grouping of like bad white rappers. I think his quality of song is the best. But he's <laughs> watching him on stage is you got to take a bath after like couple uh, loofas,
2: or you don't take a bath for a while after. You, there's no middle area really.
1: We were you and I were playing these songs down in Tampa last year. I remember just to sure. I think we were like tired and like let's play some silly music and get us going. And we played this song, and I remember Luke was in the back seat, my brother, and the line came on at the very beginning: it "Goes who's that dude sleeping with your girlfriend, getting nude and rude in your bed? Same dude that your sister likes." And you and I just started giggling. It's just so so mean. Like I. Right. Sleeping with your girlfriend in your bed, and your sister likes him too.
2: (laughs) I mean, you got got, man. (laughs) You're you're messing with the wrong hombre.
1: Triple dagger right there. All three. Fuck, my sister likes him too.
2: (laughs) Like that's all right. Like I get it. My girlfriend's more into you. Oh, you guys are hooking up. That sucks. Oh, my sister's into you. Why'd you have to say that even?
1: Uh yeah so that's mickey avalon good shit good shit and we got one more song left for bad white rap week although our main song might fall Yeah, into i was this. gonna say it kind of falls you were, in you right? were
2: pulling the plug a little early arguably
1: yeah best song ever is the best song ever but it kind of falls into this category i think it's close it's, it's real close c- i don't know what you'd call it uh best song ever is fantastic though yeah it's midnight chicks like heels off. <laughs> it's the
2: best song ever.
1: How you doing today? I'm good. I'm good.
2: I'm well. Um, we got some. We got some fun sports news that even if you don't care to talk about too much, I'm going to be bouncing some things off myself. So I'm excited about that because yes, yesterday there was almost zero sports news.
1: Yeah. So I was listening. We did our show, and then I yeah. I drove to the city. So I was listening to talk radio. I had some I have some thoughts on that anyway, but Francesca opens his show and uh, he's the best. I like Francesca uh, in, in like a, I feel like people like to hate on Francesca or act like he's terrible. It's like you just got to know what you're getting into. It's delightful. Anyway, he opened. Yeah,
2: sh- I feel like he's like a, he's he's past his prime too, like just a little bit.
1: Oh, of course. But it's like, yeah. But the unintentional humor, he he does intentional humor and unintentional humor, and you don't know which is which. Right. But anyway, he opened up his whole monologue with, this is the biggest, the hardest week in sports talk show of the year. There's two seasons. It starts on Labor Day, but that's not as hard because you got baseball going on, pennant races coming up. But that feels like, okay, summer's over, time to dig in. He's right, so that's a good point. And then he said, Every radio show in the country right now sits in after the week after Super Bowl and goes, What are we talking about? And he said, This is the hardest week in sports radio history. So that so yeah, I was listening to the radio and they like I was like, There's nothing. They were they talk they were they talked about nothing interesting. Like some really dumb storylines, but
2: y- yeah, I I I was laughing yesterday. I saw A, I saw back-to-back tweets. One was the Phillies were making progress in the Real Muto trade, and one was, like, the Padres were making progress in the Real Muto trade. And I was like, A, I was like, totally forgot. I thought, like, something should have happened with how many JT Real Muto rumors I've heard. So I saw those, and I was like, whoa, holy smokes. And then I was just thinking, like, so any media stuff I saw yesterday was Anthony Davis trade talk. Mm Mm-hmm. Or is Julian Edelman a Hall of Famer,
1: which we covered like, we you wrote a whole song about it,
2: yeah, I mean, yeah, knock yourself out, jake um but then i then I laughed, and it it just makes me a little sad about baseball man like if you if you had two decent prospects and sixty million dollars to give per year, you could have arguably the best catcher in the game right now, you could have one of the best third baseman in the game right now and you could have one of the best outfielders in the game right now and like that's enough to like lead a team
1: (laughs) yeah that's a good point
2: like you can build a full team off of that so um i don't know uh so got a little sad about baseball yesterday but also excited because it's coming and uh nba trade deadline's coming up we got some of that i'm trying to think uh what was yesterday? Yesterday, I, I grilled a couple chickens, Jim.
1: Was pretty nice.
2: Where were you last night? I was... Oh,
1: I grilled the chickens. Um, no, I was I was thinking you meant you interrogated two chickens that were in your backyard. Oh. You, like, grilled them. Grilled them. Yeah, what the Got fuck t- are you doing in my yard? 10-4. Get out of here. Four. Like, dude, we're just trying to walk home. Quit grilling us. 10-4 on the chicken grilling.
2: Mm-hmm. Um... And yeah, did recorded some talking Huskies. That's out today. We didn't talk um, a lot yesterday. We didn't talk a lot yesterday. You had a, you had a big thing going on. Um, I, got, I got something really nerdy. I don't know if I want to reveal it. Um, what was the other? There's one thing. Oh, I got a terrible workout in. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's what we're talking about, Jim. So okay. a couple things. So you know I'd, I'd say a word to describe me as portly
1: yeah, fair, and jo- portly and jovial
2: and jovial. okay, I'll take that. For right now we're going to emph- emphasize the portly unkempt part of that. sometimes so look, right now, pretty unkempt. I've kind of got like a good Charlotte haircut going. Um, is that second good Charlotte reference this week? anyways. So Jimmy, I mentioned I went on the, the ski trip this weekend and I ate like a pig Super Bowl times vacation mode. I was just out of control. Plus, so like they're like adult adults. Like half of them are married. Um like half of them want to do like nice stuff on vacation. Like they wanna like, oh let's let's make a nice treat. So like the last night they made ice cream sandwiches. Which is something I've told myself, like, Jake, you're not allowed to eat those. Was this the same
1: day as the hot dogs?
2: It, we'll get there. So, yeah. Um. So, ice cream sandwiches is something that, in my physique, I've basically told myself for the past decade or so, like, Jake, you can't really eat that, dude. Like, like if it's a random, sporadic day and one of those comes up do it but like you know if you have an ice cream sammy a week like you're done that's it um like you're coming in 57230 and that's not a good look but um so dude they sent me home with a lot of the leftover food cuz I was the Denver guy I hate that and so they sent me home with cookies brownies and ice cream
1: yeah you got to go to dumpster
2: So that's what I, that's what I'm doing today. But last night I was like, all right, like I'm already in this deep and like, that was really good. So I'm going to do it again while I have the supplies. So last night I treated myself to a little ice cream, Sammy, uh, or ice, ice cream, cookie Sammy. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, so yeah, I really enjoyed that. And then I got sad because I enjoyed that so much. And I, I know I can never really do that again for another like five, 10 years.
1: Nice. I mean, but in their defense, if they were searching for someone to take home the, the treats, they're gonna look at the hot dog king.
2: Yeah, I mean, my, you know, it. There's that vacation mode where you can put up a fight like that. Oh no, like I can't take these brownies back, which sucks. By the way, society needs to make a jump on that. How terrible are all those conversations? Like, oh, take the brownies and cookies back, and it's like, hey. How, how about if I asked you to take all the brownies and cookies back? What would you say right now? Because everyone in their heart of hearts, it's either a clear yes or a clear no. You've got the people in your house to divvy up the treats and survive, or you're
1: turning it into a gross fest if you have one or two people. I, I just, I'm just i just pretty honest with them. I, I, I just throw down it, and I guess this is a bad look because people are like, wow, Jimmy's kind of a bad guy. But I was like, oh, if I take them home, I'm just going to toss them in the garbage because I can't eat them. Like, right. I, and and then at that point they're like, I think he's serious. Okay, who else wants him? Who like, who else wants him? And then I'm out. But it's but it's honest. Like if gar- you give me the garbage all the cookies, play is strong. If you cook, give me all the cookies and brownies. Like no, I'll eat these in one sitting. So I'm just gonna toss them in the garbage as soon as I'm outside your house. Then I then I usually don't have to take home all the cookies and brownies anymore.
2: Yeah. Um. So yeah, and I mean they were all heading out of town and. Uh, they would have been throwing them out right there and it wasn't worth it. And I secretly wanted to eat them, but
1: uh, <laughs> I have a question, I, Jake. Sure. You said you threw up a hot dog in one of your tweets. Is that was that a fun tweet? Or did Because you 'cause you're not a thrower upper.
2: It's a fib, Jim.
1: I said it was untouched. I know. I didn't know if I didn't know if that was the fib or the whole thing was a fib. I'm not mad at you for I just if you did throw up, I thought that would be super interesting because you got a stomach well, of steel. No. Oh, th- hey, there's the bus. Let me jump in front of it, Jim. Thanks. How was your day yesterday? My day was all right. Drove to the city. Yeah. Wasn't that bad. Uh, missed the parking garage because like the, it was about the size of my car. I was like, no car can fit down there. Pretty sure. Pretty good. Uh, I don't know. We'll get more into it on Talking Yanks because I don't want to have oh. to do the whole entire thing twice, but it was cool. I was in the same room as Aaron Boone. Uh, you can
2: tell people the name of the event.
1: Thurman Munson Award dinner or banquet so i didn't get to go to the cocktail hour or the banquet i just got to do the press conference and ask some questions so i asked boone some questions I asked andrew some questions it's kind of a mess like every time we got up to the people we wanted to talk to the guy who was running it pulled them away from us because he had something else he wanted to do right so we didn't get to ask dd any questions but like i'm talking yanks i'm probably going to go into a, a 20 sentence rant on how Good just looking he is. Just Didi was. I don't even know if good looking is the right word. Just dapper.
2: He's just put together, man. Yeah, he, like he he knows what he's doing. That's why I sent you the the forty year old virgin, um, gif of that. You know this this is premeditated, brother.
1: You think this just happens? Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that reference. That now I yeah. get it. Now I get it. Yeah, yeah. no, Didi was looking good. Uh, are Anduar, Anduar was like as nervous as I was. Yeah, I can see that. he's out of his element, too. So at one point, me and Andor were just standing next to each other in the corner. And I was like, what's up, man? <laughs> like, no <laughs> mics or anything? Yeah. Are you excited to go down to Tampa? And he could kind of do, like, that conversation without a translator. And he was like, yeah, I'm excited to be back with my boys. I was like, yeah, you're getting bored? He was like, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it was cool. It was definitely, like, a behind-the-scenes thing, as I was saying it to Katie, is I, I was expecting to be, like, three rungs up on the ladder like at the event with michael k and sitting there and being chummy right um it wasn't that but it was still like one huge rung up the ladder for what we're trying to do and i was in the room with all those guys and i saw cuddy and and um coley harvey and like we had them on the show at winter meeting so it was like hey what's up how you doing blah blah, blah. you know what i mean yeah should i ask them where to send their shirt to shit but we'll see them all spring training in like a week or so so
2: and still 23 that gets overlooked. I mean, he turns 24 in less than a month, but yeah. still for what he did at 23, that's insane. Um,
1: yeah. So shout out to ESNY because they hooked it up and Mike Vavallo and the uh, Valley. I was saying his name wrong before I heard him say it. He did this Damn. game. I'll say this on both shows. He did this game where he made like a wheel of fortune, you know, the last round of wheel of fortune. Sure. And it was like Yankee events. And then he had me versus Boone and we each said a letter and then it was first to like figure out the puzzle. Okay. Um. So I beat Boone. So I'm now I'm now bested. I've bested Aaron Boone.
2: You played like a board game with Aaron Boone. Is that what you're telling me right now?
1: Kinda like one round of Wheel of Fortune. Okay. The videos will be out. I'm gonna try and get the audio for Talking Yanks tomorrow's t- Talking Yank show.
2: Can I ask you a question?
1: Yeah. Is that allowed? Mm-hmm. How tall is Miguel Anduar? Uh, tall. Probably six foot. He's
2: listed at six foot, but I—I I,
1: he doesn't look
2: an honest six to me. Yeah, uh, here he looks have,
1: like a five ten and a half. I have a picture with him. I'll show it to you on the screen. and Anyone that's live right now, but I okay. didn't—I didn't tweet it out because I just look like such a fucking slob loser. Because, well, yeah, I know, but I just needed to tuck my shirt in, but it came untucked. But uh... can you see? Yeah, dude, you
2: just—you got to post that. You just right from the untuck up, you post that. Yeah, picture.
1: I think so. But uh yeah, That's so, nice. I would but say yeah, it's like, dude,
2: I mean, you're what? You're five, five. Anduhar looks like he's got a couple inches on you there.
1: No, I'm five. I'm five, seven and three quarters, okay. which are very important. We'll call it five, five. And uh, yeah, I mean, he was taller than I expected. But then I remember like, yeah, I'm short. Yeah. Um, that was a good pick. You look okay. I cropped it. What do you think now? Who's in the live chat? There's six people here. What do you guys think? That so, looks pretty good. Is this OK to post or will people just be like, Jimmy, you look like a fucking loser?
2: No, you look I'm you are overestimating how you normally look. Cool. That's good. You news normally you. look like. No, there's the cat's pajamas. Here's me, Cuddy and Boone. You're the cat's asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good pick. Kind
1: of. Yeah. Um, that was cool. That was a cool event. Hopefully we can do some stuff at spring training. Um, no, it's cool. You and me aren't excited for spring training yet, but like we're going to be. Oh, no, I am now. And I'm, I'm about. Oh, damn it. Uh, well, I told you, dude, this was my hurdle. I said, once I jump over this uh, Thurman Munson event, I'm on to spring. And um, yeah, I'm actually worried because when we have our sessions where I unload my brain on you, I feel like you don't really enjoy that. And I'm, a, I'm about to do that after we record this. <laughs>
2: That's fine. No, I'm because we don't I'm, have I'm any
1: plans it. for spring training yet. And like, that's bad. So we got to we got to make plans. All,
2: All righty. right. Anything else? I don't think so. Let's talk some deportes.
1: Here we go. The Knicks lost, and do we still have to keep saying this, Jake? Honest question. I think we can do updates about like other things, but I think the Knicks game results are being taken off the tri-state news. The Devils lost to the Kings. Jason Bay has been elected to the Canadian Hall of Fame. Mets hero Jason Bay has been elected to the Canadian Hall of Fame. Porzingis and his brother, Or Przingis' brother got shouted out at his press conference. We missed this yesterday, but that was kind of bizarre. Um, There's also news about not saying no to the Pelicans deal because he wouldn't sign an extension. We can talk about that if you want. There is news about Judge, a TMZ motherfucker, asked Judge the dumbest question, which now turned into headlines because, like we said, yesterday was the worst day for sports.
2: I'm gonna sweep the judge thing under the rug real quick because it was just someone asked him if if they would make room for Harper and he
1: said yeah right. Someone, uh, the way I heard it is they asked would you, would who, who when Harper comes who's gonna play right field man who's gonna move positions and Judge because he's too nice of guy being like that's not how that would work he would just play left field you fucking dumbass TMZ reporter and said Judge well, is no just didn't like, Judge
2: say he Judge said he'd be willing to move his position.
1: Yeah, judge, but Judge didn't want to make that guy feel like a dummy, so he was just like, yeah, uh, yeah, I'd move. I I, think, I I
2: saw a little bit of that. I think you got probably inundated with it more yesterday with your Twitter feed and, and what's going on. I, I don't think that was like an actual story.
1: Oh, it was headlines all over. I don't care about that. It's just that TMZ guy asked a dumb question. Right, okay. Because if Harper comes, no one has to move. Left field is completely wide open. Someone called in Susan and John on the radio on the way home. Oh, that was the biggest treat ever. Driving home from the city, I put on WFAN. I I think I'm going to hear the schmooza talking about New York sports. But instead, I hear John and Susan talking New York sports with Wade Boggs about 96 Yankees and shit. I was like, this is delight. I parked in the car in my driveway. I didn't get out because I needed to hear the end of the Wade Boggs, Susan, and John thing. It was fantastic. Nice. Um, but anyway, they had like two callers call in like, well, what about Harper? What couldn't he play first? And uh, John and Susan, she was like, why? And He was like, yo, we got to make room for Harper. And Susan was like, there's room. Yeah. No one needs to move any positions. It's <laughs> weird. So, yeah, that was just and judge said the right thing. But it was headlines like that newspaper people wrote about it
2: yeah that because they had to um yeah 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 yeah, i understand jim you missed you missed the big story why didn't you fill it out for me well because you had the detail well you had part of the details your boy elia kovalchuk returned last night um and the devils fans really let him have it jim they did i saw someone like had a sign up the whole time that was me yeah there's there's some there's some serious boo birds out for a hockey game. It's pretty pretty quality stuff, Devils fans. If that's what you're into, um, people.
1: Yeah, being someone to booed former Cuban. guys that
2: that worked for them. What so,
1: the good transition into the Nick stuff at the Perzingis press conference in Dallas. Someone asked a very fair question: Did you request the trade, and if so, why? And Mark Cuban cut off Perzingis, Uh. It was like, hey, here in Dallas, you can just say, nah, I'm not talking about that. And someone booed right away from the crowd, just boo. <laughs> <laughs> well, timed boo is one of the best jokes going, but that was you pretty. Good it's pretty stupid by by Cuban. Like, let him answer, dude.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's Mark Cuban. He's he's the he's the king of cool. You're away from James Dolan now. I'm the man. Um. So yeah, I don't know. The poor Porzingis can knock themselves out. Did you
1: see the the clip when? The guy, the Dallas, who's the coach or general manager, or whatever, like thanked Giannis and said he was part of the team. And the other two players, fucking, I wish I knew their names, but the Knicks players that also got traded nudge each other. Like, this yeah. fucking, like, can you believe they're thanking Giannis right now? Yeah. That was For pretty moving good. Us. That was pretty good and pretty is weird. It, they're, uh, well,
2: I mean, they're part of it. Their lives got changed because of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, it is his agent. So, I mean, normally you want to be shocked. If they mention the agent in the press conference, but like not to I say don't. he's
1: part of the team now.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 odd. It's it's NBA. It's NBA, man. NBA is a whole different
1: world. It's a reality show. Um, uh, yeah. Did you did you see still on uh, this press conference? Oh, shit! What was it? Oh no! Still on Knicks and yeah. I keep I keep seeing Knicks fans now pissed because they had a deal in place for Anthony Davis but Zinger wouldn't sign an extension with New Orleans. I don't think you can be mad about that. I get, no one wants to go no, play New Orleans.
2: I, a, I didn't, I didn't see they had an official deal in place. I, I, think, I think trade talks stopped because poor Zingis wouldn't sign the extension. That was it.
1: Yeah, yeah. They had a trade in place, but Zinger was like, I'm not going to Not gonna a sign trade it. in
2: place. That's dramatic.
1: They had talks of a trade, and then they yeah. stopped. Yeah. That's the yeah. same thing. A in trade in
2: place is very different than that.
1: Nah, okay. I don't think that's like,
2: hey. We'll do this right now if Zinger signs. They were never
1: there. They were in trade talks, and then Zinger signed. That's, that's all <laughs> I mean, that just we just hear those words differently, I guess. Yeah, I,
2: NBA is a different world. Um, that's I mean, that's not how it works. Um, but yeah, I I think in the bigger thing, segwaying into your Knicks is uh yeah. We don't. I think we mentioned now if they win, um. But they don't do that. We've got the trade deadline coming up. It's gonna be interesting to see if they move bonley Wesley Matthews, Lance Thomas. Um any other of the kind of fringy young guys? Cantor. I mean, just cut him at this point. Hazonia. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they can pull some like second round that's that's the NBA trade. If if you trade just like a extra guy, it's like get get an extra second round pick somewhere. Um we'll see if that happens. Um Dennis Smith Jr. had a good game. He's quickly winning over New York, Jim. He's coming in and he's saying all the right things. Um, like he came out with a quote yesterday because they the Knicks played Dallas right before they traded. And he Dennis Smith Jr. came out and was like, Yeah, man, I just I wish they did that trade beforehand so Dallas could see what they were getting rid of. So Ooh. like New Yorker New Yorkers love that kind of thing. Also, he played pretty solid. He had twenty five, six, and five. And that's the other thing. The New York Knicks haven't seen a real point guard in a long time, so I think Dennis Smith Jr is going to win over some hearts pretty quickly.
1: That's cool. I don't I don't I don't know who Dennis Smith Jr is, so I'm going to have to look him up.
2: Yeah, you look him up a little bit. He was the NC State guy. He he uh, so the Knicks the Knicks passed on him to pick Frank. So that's kind of a fun storyline right now like everyone was comparing him and Frank. He was the guy, I don't know if you remember this but LeBron said something um or lebron said just like talking to a reporter he's like yeah man i don't know about the knicks i would have taken dennis smith jr instead of frank and everyone was like come on man <laughs> like, like get out of here dude um but yeah he he had a good game um yeah
1: cool 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 and he's dick. got
2: he's got an old tweet about himself slanging that dick so
1: he does Oh, yeah. I, I saw that actually. I saw that. Yeah, saw that. So, anything else we got here? Jason Bay. I think so, Jason Bay, congrats. Nice. The way this tweet read was that the Knicks sent over a deal, and then the Pelicans said, "Will he sign an extension?" And then he said no, and they said no. So that's traded. Bingo. That's a trade into place. Nope. <laughs> well, I don't understand the. I think it is a semantics game, but like they sent over a trade. Right? So there's a trade in place. I'll trade you my dog for your girlfriend. Yeah. You send me that trade, so there's a trade in place. I say, no, thank you.
2: That's not a trade in place.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No. If I were to counter-offer and say, okay, but your dog has to, then I feel like there's trades being discussed. That's trades being discussed. There's nothing in place. Eh, that's any
2: any any bad trade that goober sends you in fantasy baseball would then be a trade in place
1: do you get that and i i that makes sense to me we just have different definitions of that it's also because a trade in
2: place means that both sides agree on it
1: no that would be a trade agreed upon that would be like (laughs) that would that would be a final trade (laughs) if both play both teams agree then the trade is agreed it's made no, that's the
2: whole thing. A trade in place would be that both sides agree, but there's one hangup: it's the Porzingis won't sign an extension. Like the 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 Pelicans never agreed to anything. They were just like, before we even do these trade talks, will Porzingis sign? They said no.
1: That was it. Yeah, but that's still they were talking about the trade. This is the semantics, anyway. They were talking about a trade. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds. That sounds. This is whatever. This is a bad conversation. Let's do the national news. <laughs> it's just a tiny little semantical thing, but you're acting like you're king of the world. No,
2: a trade in place is like a completed trade. It's like ready to go, except there's one hangup. Yeah, the hangup was Porzingis wouldn't sign. <laughs> they never talked details or contracts or picks or anything. They said, that- "Do you want a trade?" They said, "Will Porzingis resign?" No. End of conversation.
1: Well, that's not the way the street reads it. It sounds like they had it in place and they were waiting on Przingus's camp. And they had all the details. That's, all right, that's how it that, reads. You and your sources. The internet. Some my source.
2: The source. Jim, we got news from all over the sports world. Alex Ovechkin breaks the Russian scoring record in the NHL. Nice, pretty assist. I saw the play. Lakers, 42-point loss to the Pacers. Worst of LeBron James' career. It's like the 7th 40-loss point in Lakers history. Bad times. Oh, maybe it's because the crowd was training. LeBron wants to trade you when Brandon Ingram was on the free throw line. NBA trade, Reggie Bullock to those Lakers for si. Mika Luke from Kansas in a second-round pick. NBA trade, Tobias Harris to the 76ers. 76ers going not compete. Clippers get the heat-unprotected 2021 pick. That was the sexy piece going over. We got a couple betting stories that come out. Man wins 100K from betting 250 bucks. The Rams would only score three points. God, not bad. Um, And I'd say the other big thing, MLB, they propose a three batter minimum for pitchers, universal DH, and other rules.
1: Do you want to explain these trades or whatever?
2: Uh yeah, I mean the first one the Lakers are getting a guy that shoots okay, he can play a little defense for a guy on the end of their bench in a second round pick. That was what I was kind of telling you about the NBA second round pick trades. Um and then uh yeah, the Tobias Harris thing's actually pretty big. Tobias Harris grabs like he's like 20 points, 8 rebounds, something like that. He's he's improved himself every year. Nobody really likes him cuz he's just a step below being like really really good I guess like he's good um but in the NBA that gets a lot of teams in trouble because you normally you have to pay good players like they're great to kind of keep them around sometimes so a player like Tobias Harris can almost be dangerous uh but he's really good um and I mean the Sixers like I said they they the big thing was the heat unprotected 2021 pick because in the NBA you just never know because the players kind of run things so the Heat could be set up to be absolutely terrible that year, and the Clippers could end up with a really good pick. Uh, they could end up with an average pick. They could end up with a bad pick. But um, Tobias Harris is also a free agent after this season, and I don't think the Clippers wanted to re-sign them. They want to make a big splash. So it's kind of like a, a let's – not a let's get what we can situation, but if, if something solid's out there, we'll do it and we'll do it. And uh, the Sixers got a pretty strong five right now. Ben Simmons – J.J. Redick, Jimmy Butler, your boy, Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid. So um, now the question for them is how co- cohesive can they get in the coming weeks, Jim,
1: to compete in the East? Wow. That's a Good. lot. That's a lot. Uh, That's and then the lot. Lakers made a trade?
2: Yeah, I said that that one first, the whole second round pick thing I gave you. but um, <laughs> oh. When uh, reverse order, come on. Well, I was talking, I was using the words. Um, you want to talk about being LeBron's teammate and getting some of that
1: Indiana, Indiana heat last night? Pictures of him on the edge of the bench are really funny. And then the mashup of him telling them, like, game one, if you fall down, stay down, your teammate will help you up, and then no one helped up his teammate, and the guy was pissed about it. It's really yeah. good. It's really good for anti-LeBron camp. I, saw, I, was, trying to re- I was trying to find the other side said that's where he always sits and those four guys just happen to be in the game. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well shit, that kind of makes sense then. A little bit. Actually a lot of bit. Yeah. Um, and uh not helping teammate up though. That kinda that's a bad look. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I don't like LeBron, but whatever. I mean, people say he doesn't have a killer instinct and he's not like ruthless to his teammates. Well now he's being ruthless to his teammates. Like Well, that's the thing. He he <clears throat> he always has been, and I think that's the funny thing. Like
2: Jordan was a known like kind of asshole bully and Mm -hmm. he just lived up to it lebron does that stuff but he tries to play it off with the cool smile and like again all those trade rumors leaked out and they they had him mic'd up before the game or whatever and he's like yeah if you guys fall down your teammates pick you up and it's like dude we know you're trying to get rid of us like let's let's not do this
1: well that was game one he said that back when he wasn't trying to get rid of them yet yeah Uh um so I don't know. Whatever people can have their field day, and I think it's funny. All the, like the jokes and memes and all the videos. Like, I think it's hilarious. But uh, when I went and found out the other side of the story, I was, I was like, ah, "Well, okay, whatever." And then yeah. people want him to be an asshole. Like Kobe and Ma- and Jordan were assholes and like ruthless to their teammates, and and they get praised for it. LeBron just he tries to be both sides of the coin. Coin. He doesn't yeah. like, so it he loses forever.
2: It's, I mean, the part that's kind of crazy. LeBron's thirty four now, and like this season's a loss. And if they don't get Anthony Davis or if they do, like, Matt in free agency, like, it's going to be LeBron, 35-year-old LeBron James with a, with a slightly better team. So then, I mean, then we're talking about 36-year-old LeBron hoping to get more talent in. I don't know. I mean, I know he's, he's doing bigger and better things in L.A. and Hollywood and all of it, but I don't know, man. That's uh, <laughs> it's tough. Could Could end on, like, a not-great note for LeBron.
1: No, what what? No, this is how it's going to be looked at. This is his uh, this is his Jordan baseball year. He's just taken the full year off, basically light and easy. Okay. No playoffs. He needs a year with no playoffs to fully reboot the system. So think about how energized he's going to be next year when he's got he brings in the talent. He's going to bring in talent, man. Like they're going to want to go play with LeBron in he LA. He
2: is, but right now the the NBA's never been at a degree that it's like what amount of talent though, you they're, know? Like, it's
1: all it's all played out. You go in LA, bad team, no playoffs, reboot the system cuz he's been going at it for what, a decade now? Playoffs every okay. year, finals the last 6 years. Yeah. While KD's in his last run with the Warriors, because why even try? And then KD might leave. Warriors are knocked down a little bit. LeBron coming off a full season of rest compared to his previous years with better talent that comes in. It's a, it's a perfect plan. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm in. Nice. This is LeBron's bye year. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I want Do you want mm-hmm. to talk about these MLB rule changes? A little bit, because I, I think it's interesting. You and I haven't
2: really covered this stuff, even though we've been doing baseball stuff for a while now. Um, what what are your... I mean, DH, I feel like we don't have to talk about, because
1: it's like, yeah, you yeah. should have had the DH 40 years ago. Yep. Um, the one that I am really interested in, and I, I haven't made up my mind yet, and actually, after we record this and I edit, I'm going to I'm gonna ask everyone that interacts with me on Twitter there to give me both sides of the argument, you know? Sure. Is that a pitcher must face three batters minimum? Yeah. I'm not immediately against it, and I'm not immediately for it. I'm just very kind of, hmm. I want to hear the benefits and the bad sides. Like, I want to get as many opinions as I can on that and then figure out how I feel. Because right now, I'm like, it would speed up the game. Right. It would. It wouldn't be that detrimental. Right. Unless you have 2017 Dylan Batansis come in.
2: Yeah, I guess I guess that's the thing for me. Like I and like this doesn't necessarily stop the opener and stuff, which I feel like baseball kind of wants to do. But I, I think what sucks and maybe I'm just have a little bit of Yankees bias right now, but. Like, there was something special to, like, the end of the game. And, like, it, at the end of the game, it's fun. Like, if you got a reliever out there and he can't get the two guys and then you yank them and it's like, all right, you didn't have it today. Or if, you're, or if you specifically have a guy in the bullpen. I know the Yankees haven't had a lefty specialist in a while. But, like, when the Yankees bring on Andrew Miller to face Big Poppy
1: like that's a lot of fun. Yeah, Domas you know? Domasa Marte in two thousand nine came in for lefties. That is fun. Yeah, so that's a, that is that's good side of it. Uh, the other side, I think, is there would have to be a rule stating except the last outs. Like, the, ooh, you know what I mean? Like, if there's nine, if you're at, you're at eight innings and there's one out in the ninth, and your pitcher has thrown f- like Betances, through the eighth inning. And then he comes out for the ninth and he throws the first batter, right? There's gotta be a right. rule that says now you can take you can put in a reliever for the last two outs.
2: Yeah, I they need some rules around it. And I think I think that is funny that you and I, when we initially think about it, you know there's gonna be loopholes and things you don't like, but it's just it's tough to think of them right now. <laughs> well without one, like, seeing one, it execute.
1: Yeah, that's why I want to start a Twitter thread and just get everyone's thoughts. One loophole would be say this is back in the day. Say Big poppy's coming up third, right? Right. And you have a righty on the mound. You have David Robertson on the mound. <clears throat> so you would go, okay, David Robertson, get these first two righties out. Those are your two batters. Intentionally walk or tease, and then we'll bring in the next guy.
2: Yeah. Which I, I I've thought of that, and I don't necessarily have a problem with that because in theory – I mean, what are we really trying to do in baseball? We're trying to make it more exciting. So if you get some runners on base and stuff out of it, because pitchers would rather do that, mm-hmm. I'm kind of okay with it. At the same time, I mean, com- completely dodging, walking David Ortiz intentionally is a lot worse for baseball than Andrew Miller coming in to face him for, like, an intense at-bat,
1: you know? I, that's, that's a good counterpoint. See, there's yeah. a lot of good – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open it up. There's a lot of good discussion to have on this. Open it up. Uh the other one is a twenty second pitch clock. Sure. I don't care. I, I don't think it'll get it'll I think eventually that'll just be normal.
2: I think Does la- baseball it does be- and <laughs> this sounds bad. Does baseball have the official keep one foot in the box rule yet? Or yeah, no? yeah. Two seasons okay. now. But I thought they did, but they don't like like hardcore enforce it, right? I'm
1: fine with a with a pitch clock for twenty seconds. But what I'm not fine with is that MLB acting like pace of play is the problem that the sport faces. Right. When football is just as slow, the amount of yeah. action per minute, action per game, is percentage-wise, is the same exact thing. Like, that's just – it is. Well, it's one minute more. There's like seven minutes of action in baseball and six minutes – or s- seven minutes and six minutes, something like that. It's similar.
2: I mean, the, big, the biggest factor is the action. It's when, 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 when someone sees two teams line up – and get ready to hit each other and run right or something. Everyone kind of knows what's going on a baseball game. If you watch a guy, you know, fastball outside, two curveballs in the dirt, fastball high, like not a lot of people fully appreciate what's going on. Uh,
1: That's a different issue is not fully appreciate. That's, that's, that's what I would say is the issue. It's not pace of play. It's promote the game and the strategy of the game more to the younger generation. And, and, and get highlights out there. But so like they like to act like pace of play is the main issue. The baseball's pace of play is what makes baseball beautiful, breathes conversation. Mm-hmm. You can talk to each other. Oh, what pitch do you think he's gonna throw here? Much like football. You can have that discussion. What play do you think he's gonna run? Right. You know, you can do the strategy session. So they need to stop acting like pace of play is the main problem with baseball. So but 20 second clock, whatever. The expansion of rosters to 26 men with a 12 pitcher maximum. Don't care, no problem with that. Uh, draft advantages for winning teams and penalties for losing teams. Don't they already? Don't they already have that? I guess they're going to heighten them. Uh, a study to lower the mound. Sure, do all the studies you want, and a rule that would allow two sport amateurs to sign major league to sign major <laughs> leagues. Uh, yeah, so that that would be cool because it would just be called the Kyler Murray in rule.
2: No way is that related to anything going on right now, but we right. just want to throw this rule out there.
1: Oh, the other one is a single trade deadline before the All Star break. I'm very much in favor of that. Yeah, what 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 are the pluses and minuses on
2: that? I saw a couple tweets on it, but I didn't really look into it.
1: Uh, well, dude, just the trade deadline right now is nonsense. Like, it's not a real deadline. More trades happen at the waiver wire than at the right. deadline. So I would uh. And I think moving it up
2: would, would make more teams would would that make more teams want to sign people before the season instead of being like, hey, we can find a solution in August. You know what I'm saying?
1: I think there'd be less trades. I, I, I'm I'm more in favor of a single trade deadline than making it before the all star break. I'm fine with the July. But I'd just rather make it one single trade deadline. Because what would moving it up do? Because right now with the second wild card, more teams think they're in it. And by the by the all star break, almost there's probably like 80 percent of teams still think, hey, we can fight back and get a chance. So I think they'd right, be wait.
2: more more teams are going to think they're in it. There's more season to be played.
1: So I think there's going to be less trades because there's going to be less. Which teams I don't think that's at...
2: good for baseball. Look, your baseball's getting killed in the media cycle right now because Anthony Davis said he wants a trade. Like, I anything I we've done with talking Yanks, our trade episodes have been like the most popular. So I don't I don't think that's a good thing.
1: Then. Me neither. I like the single trade deadline, but I don't like having it that early. Deal. All right, we talked about it. Let's go to halftime. Whew, forty one minutes, a lot of sports, and we thought it was a sports sports uh, not heavy week or whatever the fuck we said.
2: Just had to wait. Just had to give it that 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 vortex
1: day. Yeah, I feel pretty claustrophobic today. I, I brought in my third computer because I'm using that to export stuff. So I have four screens right now, which is a lot. Usually I only have three, I guess. But anyway, and Zimmer's right behind me. I feel like I'm like I can't move at all. Just to let you know how I feel right now. That is tough,
2: man. my My dog corners me sometimes behind the chair, and then I'm I'm either the bad guy because I gotta scoot the chair, and I'm gonna whack him, and then he gets up all scared, or I'm trapped.
1: Yeah, that exactly. So I'm trapped right now because Zim's deep sleep. I can hear him snoring.
2: I will I will say this: this is real behind the scenes when he does do that. So his rule is: if my chair makes contact for him with him he's up and he's he's out and it's like what the hell if i don't if i play operation with the chair so if he gives me some good lanes to back up the chair i can get out he doesn't care about the movement but any contact pissed (laughs) off
1: (laughs) it's funny um i witnessed history yesterday jake and i know we don't like to get into politics but i witnessed history yesterday i was driving through the city right I'm driving on 41st Street or somewhere. Yeah, 41st, I think. 42nd Street. And all of a sudden, a swarm of photographers come out right in front of my car. Okay. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Well, it's the city, so that happens. I'm like, what are they taking pictures of? Because they're taking pictures behind me. So I'm looking at my dashboard, stopped okay. in the middle of the road, because they're taking pictures. And the stupid-ass, right. dumb photographer, I'm like looking at him like, what are you doing? You're in the middle of the road. And he's looking at me like, look, look, I'm like, how am I going to look behind me, dumbass? And then so then that happened. I was like, what was that? Eventually, I get to a point I could turn around. I could see that someone hung on an arrest Trump banner. And it like was the biggest thing in the world. Then I'm hanging out yeah. in Grand Central Station waiting to meet up with Mike. And all of a sudden, uh, this balloon start rising to the ceiling and the balloons have a banner attached to them that say arrest Trump. And everyone's like, oh, and I was trying to spot who did it. They were pretty good because I saw it go from f- floor to ceiling. Yeah. I tried to find who did it because, you know, and I couldn't. So it was interesting. But yeah, I was was making the news cycles. Everyone got their phones out. Oh, man. So now they're going to arrest Trump, which is crazy because, you know, these banners came up. So that's nuts. Yeah. R.I.P. Well, no, it's not death penalty, Jake. He's just being arrested. Oh,
2: well, he should get it. <laughs> <laughs> politics
1: Pol- i was just politics it's just so stupid that people were like oh we've done it now what are you what are you proving what are you doing got him got, got him yeah. got 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 him all right.
2: Let's go i got be- a quick baseball thing before we do news they're gonna try to do stuff in the coming years to make more scoring in baseball are you gonna be like okay with that
1: well i, I mean it depends what they're trying to do what do you mean
2: I mean, like the lowering the mound and stuff, and maybe like moving it back even a little bit. I don't know. Like, I just feel everyone throws one. O- everyone has two guys in their bullpen that throw 100 now. I feel like they're either going to lower the mound or move it back. And
1: I don't know. I don't think they're going to do anything. Okay. Uh, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. It's it's hard to change a sport of baseball. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's do the news.
2: I read the news today. Oh, boy. And though the news was rather sad, well, I just had to laugh. Well, it's six o'clock. Time for the news.
1: A college student finds a man hiding in her closet and wearing her clothes. Jake, where were you the other night? A Colorado runner kills a mountain lion with his bare hands in self-defense. Take that, mountain lion, you pussy bitch. Cat urine smell has Wilmington residents frustrated. Smells like cat urine here, guys. Anyone else smell that? I smell it, too. Did a seal eat your USB drive, Jake? Because in New Zealand, they found it in a frozen slab of seal poop. And a naked Navy sailor was busted in, Jap- in a Japanese family's home. Wow. Tough. I read the news
2: today. Oh, boy.
1: lot of stuff. lot of stuff.
2: A lot of stuff.
1: Yeah, where well, do you want to go first? Steel poop?
2: Um, you always assume that. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, the one that's getting me, Jim, is the uh, the mountain lion.
1: Yeah, that's actually the link I clicked on. Uh, a trail jogger in Colorado successfully defended himself Monday against the mountain lion that attacked him from behind. Whoa, the cat is dead. Oh, shit. I thought maybe he just, like, you know, did enough damage or made enough noise to get the mountain lion away? Dude killed the mountain lion? The
2: suffocated ju- it.
1: The jogger, whose identity has not been released, was running alone in the foothills of Horsetooth Mountain Park in northern Colorado when, he said, he heard something behind him on the trail. As he turned to investigate, the juvenile mountain lion lunged. The jogger said he was bitten on the face and wrist, but he was able to fight back, killing the young mountain lion. The man's injuries were serious but not life-threatening, and he was able to get himself to a local hospital. The man killed the animal by suffocating it. Exactly how he did so wasn't clear. Wow. Man,
2: at first I was kind of happy about this. Let me see where this is on the map. Okay, so this is outside of Fort Collins. This is about... This is about forty-five minutes north of Denver, so I mean we're we're kind of in the range here. Um, and so, Jim, I'll, I'll give you a couple things. Um, well, a, I'm sad that it was a juvenile line. Like, I kind of want a fair fight here. Like, if this was like a an 18-year-old, I think I'd be better with it. But now that it's an adult, and I'm, and I know this is starting to get gruesome, and I kind of hate this part. But the guy definitely like choked it, right? Because it's not like he took out a bag and suffocated the mountain
1: lion. I'm guessing he got it in a, an elbow armbar and just squeezed for fucking dear life.
2: Okay, yeah, I like that. Because um, the thing was definitely going for its neck. He got bit on the neck a little bit. I don't love that it was a juvenile. I will say this. One of my first hikes out here, um, actually one of my uh me and me and the lady one of her first hikes out here and she's a she's a Florida girl Florida nashville to dallas she's she was excited to see all the Christmas trees on the hike so that's what i was that's what we were working with so the evergreens
1: yeah, nice
2: Christmas trees was in air quotes, but that was verbatim anyways so we're walking this hike and it's really basic it's not even like uphill it's just in an area and we come back. And I see a little, a little baby brown, black bear, excuse me. And uh, it's, it's probably 30 yards away from us. And I'm like, okay, little baby black bear. And then, you know, my two and a half years of Boy Scouts prepared me enough that if there's a baby bear around, that means there's a mama bear around. So I like freeze up, I stop her. I was like, hey, there's a little baby black bear up there. And she goes, "Oh, it's cute." And I was like, "Yeah, it is cute." And I was like, "Hey, you know, kind of remain calm, but because there's a baby bear here, that means there's a mama bear here." Mm-hmm. So she freezes up. <laughs> um and we're kind of like, "We're we're freaking city slickers out here with a little baby bear." So we're like, "Okay, what do we do?" So we're like, "All right, it's a it's it's a pretty busy trail, so we'll we will stand here we'll wait for someone blah, blah blah. So two more people come up and I'm like, "Hey, there's a little black bear up there." And they looked at me and they gave me like the friendly head nod like, "I don't really care what you said. I'm going to keep moving." And then they saw it and they were like, "Oh. Okay, you were right." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." So they were like and they were like, "Hey, we're we're locals. Um, yeah, sometimes there's bears around here. The baby bear was kind of moving away from us to the side." Uh-huh. So they were like, yeah, that's actually good news. That means that means that the mama bear is probably that way. And we we're like, okay, yeah, I'll I'll accept any excuse you say right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, yeah, let's walk together, you know, safety and numbers, blah, blah, blah. And so they said to me, they were like, they gave me the Colorado welcome to hiking speech. They were like... Yeah, you know, you don't want to be too worried about bears. Like, if you see (laughs) a bear... Is that the Colorado Colorado (laughs) accent? Yeah, that's the Colorado, California accent. (laughs) So if you see a bear, you kind of know what's going on. You know, keep keep a safe distance, blah, blah, blah. They're like, the one you don't want to see is a mountain lion because you won't see the mountain lion. It's going to sneak up on you, and it's going to maul you. So that's my full circle that, like, I don't feel too bad for this guy cuz the mountain lion totally got the first swipe in. The mountain lion came in, got a good hit on him. And then yeah, you got you literally have to survive an animal's trying
1: to eat you.
2: <laughs> yeah. You're coming Imagine f-
1: that? Yeah. I I wasn't even coming from a place of like defense. Like this guy's awesome. Good job. You killed that mountain lion. He was trying do to get you. Do you think you fight it or do you go full possum? Me? Yeah. Fight. I mean, I don't know I don't know if I'm I'm doing any good, but yeah, fight. I mean, I'm not just going to go possum while Mountain Lion attacks me. Unless I just do the cover my neck. Right. It would all depend. I think there's got to be a point where you're like, okay, time to just cover my neck and vitals. Right. Um, This will pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I hope that I would put up a decent fight. Every time I walk out my see- front porch at night with Zimmer, I'm, yeah. I'm, my leg is cocked, ready to just fucking boot a raccoon. Nice. I don't think I'd do it. I'd wind up and be scared. Oh, even thinking about that fucking raccoon gives me the shivers. I hate animals.
2: Yeah, hopefully Zim would protect you. Um, Zim's so old, he's going to die like any day. Ooh, I know, and he's got a better chance than you. That was kind of the point of the joke. But watch out for moose, too. Moose are angry, and they're huge. Yeah, watch out for moose. How do you avoid a moose when you're on a hike, Jim? Dig a hole and get in it. That's one way. Yeah. People don't talk about that way too much. Trench warfare is
1: it works perfectly on moose.
2: You're supposed to like dive in and out of the trees because they got those big antlers.
1: Oh, nice. Nice. Aren't humans kind of silly? That's how you uh, run away from an alligator, too. You make it turn because they can run really fast straight or crocodile, but they can't turn. I think. I think I read that somewhere. Maybe Steve Irwin Are we going to play
2: Crocodile Rock right now, or are we just going to sit here with our thumbs up our bum?
1: I don't know, but we should dedicate a show to Steve Irwin at one point because he's fantastic. Okay. There's a lot of clips out there that need to be brought to people's attentions.
2: Wah, 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 wah.
1: Wilmington. Sh- sh-
2: Shark Week will be our, when Shark Week happens in the world, we'll have that be our Steve Irwin week.
1: All right. When cat urine smell becomes too strong. Mm. Nick Zacchetti simply sprays Febreze on his pillow and nearly smothers himself (laughs) 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 I wasn't ready for that (laughs) I wasn't ready for that I put a pillow over my face just to give myself something to breathe through says Zacchetti who has become familiar with the odor since moving to Wilmington neighborhood 11 years ago like many in this side of Carolina Heights and Ardmore neighborhoods Zacchetti is familiar with the smell he and his neighbor Pamelia Waite were among more than a dozen residents who alerted North Carolina Department of Environmental Quality, DEQ for short, officials, to a particularly strong smell during the weekend of November 25th. When you smell that, Waite said, you don't think, oh, I want to bottle that and do a Chanel around it. And do a Chanel ad around it. So this whole town smells like cat piss and they're just fine with it? Kill the cats.
2: I think you like this a lot. Because you're thinking of just all the friendly conversations around town. Yeah. <laughs> smells like piss again, huh? Sure
1: does. Cat piss. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, there's a there's a company called uh, Fortron. Fortron. And they make some sort of oxidizer chemical that smells like cat piss. And that wafts through the entire town. So I thought it was a bunch of cats peeing everywhere. No, it's this business that just sucks. That sucks. Now I feel really bad for them. One time when I moved to Livermore, California in 2006 or seven, the poop plant backfired. Mm-hmm. And it just stunk up that entire neighborhood. My friend David lived in that neighborhood. And they ended up having to pay out uh, all the businesses that were around. Because no one would come eat there because it literally smelled like diarrhea, right? It was terrible. So why don't you just not have your product smell like cat piss, Fortron? Fortron. Yeah. You want to do any of these other stories? I don't know. I think we're we're running up against it. Oh yeah, we got to do better the day too. Let's just do better the day. Better the day.
2: Better the day. It's the better the day. Better the day. day.
1: Better the day. Jake's losing streak continues. He's 0 and 2 on the week. 0 and 2 for his last two. That's how numbers work. He's now 11 and 9 on his total, which is the same as me. Wow. It's all tied up, bub. 11 and 9. 11 and 9. Jakey, Jakey, making big mistakes. What are you doing today? So wait, did you get a win yesterday? Yep. Did we ever get an official ruling? Nope. Well, yeah, nope to I. What part? I'm the commissioner of Bet of the Day, and I ruled that I get the win. Now, wow! Now, 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 moving forward, the 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 tone is it. This is the the clause. Here's the thing, Jake.
0: Wow. I loved
1: I loved the joke of it all. It was great, but. It was the first time I made a decision before your decision, and I was right. So I wanted it to count.
2: I think Evan and Co are going to be very disappointed with that news.
1: Well, they root for chaos.
2: So do you a little bit. You root for a good backfire. That was the backfire (laughs) of JJR.
1: But now knowing it, it would be really bad backfire. I didn't know that there was consequences to that yesterday. Jim, I'm going to mix
2: things up for you. Okay. We're going to do our first J.J.R. over under. Nice. And we are going to the Philadelphia Philly to the Temple UConn game, Jim. Okay. So Temple is hosting UConn. The over/under is 148. So, I mean, a little quick math for you—that would be the equivalent to both teams scoring 75
1: or something. What was it? You broke up. It was one what? 148. Okay, 148. This is—I gotta—I gotta really look into this one. Right. Both, both teams scoring 75 Yeah You can tell me what you're taking So you I'm going to tell
2: you this But I i mean I think it's, it's going to get me on your side um, U- UConn Has put up some big numbers But every time they do It's against bad teams um, Like the bad bad teams Temple is kind of an equal um, They're kind of in the South Florida range and I, I just don't see this game getting there. I think one team's probably going to land at, like, the the final score of this game's probably going to be like a 72 to 65 type ordeal. I don't see this being a, a, a really high-scoring affair. Have they played each other already? Um, they have not. Interesting.
1: Temple which screwed
2: me with what screwed me with yesterday's bet of the day. I should talk to the people about that. Albert St. John's. Yeah, they, they just ran it.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I had it right. I mean, they, they, well, they got Marquette's number. Yeah, they were in a slide and they were like, let's prove that we're good. We already beat Marquette. We need to fucking beat them again.
2: Be interesting to see if those teams meet in the conference tournament. That's always a fun game. The hey, we own you, or are you kidding me? This is the game we lost to. You?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be interesting. All right, so so it's man, this is interesting. So I'm guessing you're taking the under. I'm taking the under, which isn't
2: fun, right? I mean, it, you know, they say life's too short. Um, I just, uh, I ju- I just think it's real.
1: Temple so. has 85, 85, 68, 66, 75. Okay. And we're who's favored? We think Temple's gonna win, right? Temple's favored by four. Okay. So in losing efforts, UConn. UConn's throwing up some 80s, but yeah, they're against bad teams.
0: Uh Jake is stupid, but he's smart. I'm wow, gonna, you don't agree. think I'm
2: you don't think the big freeze is coming for me?
1: No, I don't want to just. I don't want my bets to just be oh he's hot, oh he's always cold, and just do right. the opposite or the or opposite. I mean, I looked at the numbers, I read the books, I analyzed the stats. It looks like that's that's kind of high, um, especially because UConn's just going to lose and be down on themselves, and then. But then does Temple run away with it? Well, th- so that's the other
2: thing here that's
1: kind of interesting, Jimmy. The Yank- the Yankees.
2: UConn hasn't really won a true road game this year, so they're going to want this?
1: Yeah, but they like, won't. Like, bad? Every time you want UConn to do something, they don't. Besides the Syracuse game. Early. Well,
2: they're going to want it.
1: They're going to want it. Um, but,
2: yeah, I think I think Al-Tariq is the coin flip for playing this game. I, just, I think it's going to
1: be gritty, a lot of missed shots basketball. All right. Well, I'm banking on it. I wanted to say something to you. I was listening to the sports radio talk on the way to the city yesterday. Sure. And I, I, I've, I am, uh, after four years living in California and now I'm back here, I'm so happy to be like back in on sports talk because I never listened Mm. to the sports radio over there or just had it every day, but I'm generally interested in how the giants handle this draft and how the Knicks handle this draft. And that's things I haven't been interested in for a like a couple of years now since I was living in California, kind of out of it. That's good. So I'm excited about the sports. That's good, man. Yeah. I think, uh, and I, the, maybe true story to wrap it up. You,
2: me, when we went out to the Yankees game in Oakland, we were with a couple of our Northeast buddies another Yankees fan. Um, one A's fan and a Sox fan. That's how you start a bad joke. But um, four, four of the five of us were from the Northeast, and we turned on the Oakland sports radio, and we just started laughing hysterically. <laughs> like, it was just a different league of sports radio, and that sounds like Northeast douchey, but it was so true. No,
1: I mean, I lived there for a while, and it was, it was pretty brutal. Pretty brutal. I called into that show on that car. It was the first time I ever called into a radio show. You did good. Yeah, I know I share the audio. Alright, that's it. Here's uh, Mickey Avalon, Mr. Wright, talking about how much uh, he's fucking your girlfriend that your sister and your sister also likes him.
0: Who that dude sleeping with your girlfriend? Yeah, nude and rude in your bed. Same dude that your sister likes. Mickey Avalon call me Mr. Wright. Who that man in a black sedan with two cheap houses and a Mexican? White lines, sippin' warm course light Mickey Avalon, call me Mr. Right Step on the Ave, a bag of green grass Young teen on the scene, no future, no past I don't know nothing about nothing, so don't ask nothing Cause I'll only be talking out my ass Something smells fishy and I don't know what But I got a hunch it's your lady I'm a little bit country and a little bit punk. I got a pistol named Sonny that whistles when he's rubbed the wrong way Mickey Avalon songs playing strip clubs or sips up. I stay Spumante with Dante Aligaret. I seen a better day wine and cheese, fine ladies and lemonade. Getting paid for rhymes like these. And I never even learned to say my A B C. with A D D, I I rock the beat like AC, DC, Sun Do that dude sleeping with your girlfriend. Getting nude and rude in your bed. Same dude that your sister like. Mickey I belong. call me Mr. Right. Who that man in a black sedan with two cheap hookers and a Mexican?